Mm, hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Curiosityness. This episode I have on Neil Stephen Cohen from EMF Safety Zone, and EMF is electromagnetic field. So we talk about the uh, safety and dangers and possible effects that are being caused by electromagnetic radiation and all this stuff uh, like microwave radiation. So that's from your microwave, but also the radiation that's coming from your cell phone, your Wi-Fi router, uh, basically all the wireless devices in your life, the wireless radiation that they're emitting. So we talk about all that, the effects that they are causing and, you know, how you can protect yourself against it, you know, from the extreme to, we also talk about like kind of what's realistic for people and how, you know, you can make a difference and, and better steps towards it today. So it's a really good episode. I think it's really important. I'm glad I was able to get Neil on and we could talk about this stuff. Um, so give it a chance, you know, get in there. We get a little technical and, you know, Neil has some strong opinions, but it's very, I think it's important. And both of us, we do encourage you to go and, you know, check some more stuff about this and, you know, read the scientific papers yourself and we give some resources and, and everything like that. So again, highly recommend this episode. I think it is important. Uh, just give it a listen to, give it a chance. And uh, here is Neil. And boom, we're going. What's up, Neil? How's it going? It's going good. Appreciate you having me on your show. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty excited to talk to you because you have you talk about something that like I think most people have heard of before and it's kind of in their mind maybe a little bit, but I feel like it's not being talked about that much. And um so I guess why don't we just start with that? Like what you have emfsafetyzone.com, right? I have emfsafetyzone.com which I provide microwave meters and all kinds of EMF meters to people around the world. But my main site is my YouTube channel. That's EMF safety zone, YouTube channel. Okay. So, so if people go to YouTube, they just put in EMF safety zone and they'll, they can go into all my playlists there. And, um, the, the videos are not terribly professional, but they're very reality based mm-hmm. and it, they're very obvious seeing me, standing in a health food store parking lot measuring a cell tower blasting the meter you know hundreds of times higher than where biological effects start so they're very hard-hitting videos really just because they are very simple and very reality based Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and that's how i found you was i was i don't know if i was reading an article or some somehow i found out that like uh it probably wasn't a good idea to sleep, you know, with your phone next to you. And right. so I was looking up you like stuff on more information on it. Your video popped up and I think it was one where you're holding a some sort of meter measuring thing right next to a cell phone. And then you turn it into airplane mode and it kind of completely stopped. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I you know, I I have been teaching meditation and been a therapist for 35 years. All I've done since I was 21 is study Buddhist teachings and Hindu teachings, uh, meditation teachings. That, that's all I've done. It's all I've been interested in, Eastern and Western psychology. And then when I got my first cell phone, which was a while back, which is it's probably before your time, where it was one of those bag phones. I think there were five watts and they go in your car. And I made a call on that phone and I just went, 
whoa, these things will cut you off from God. And all my friends thought I was a complete idiot. And about 15 years later, Dr. Manfred Diep, a German uh, doctor and subtle energy scientist, gets on YouTube. He says, cell phones will cut you off from God. (laughs) And all my friends went, why didn't, didn't you tell? And I went, yeah. So I mean, I guess we can just jump around spontaneously from subject to subject here. But the thing that I'm most concerned about with people using cell phones is the microwave radiation is what scientists call incoherent. It, it, it's when you go out in nature, everything's coherent. You know, the beach, the negative ions, you go into the forest, everything's coherent. You feel natural. Microwave radiation is a man-made portion of the electromagnetic spectrum. Some scientists and physicists who are completely wrong, I I know I sound arrogant, uh, I apologize. They're completely wrong. They'll tell you, oh, well, the sun has radiation and and the stars and the universe has microwave radiation. They don't have man-made, pulsed, modulated, incoherent radiation. And so holding a cell phone near your head completely blows out the natural functions of the pineal and the pituitary gland and the subtle functionings of the brain and the rhythms of the heart and the coherence between the brain and the heart. And people just start sinking into a, a like a frequency fog. I call it a frequency fog, but most of us don't know it. We're just walking around in it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit weird because my cell phone sits in my car. I use it once or twice a month. I haven't acclimated. So I use that cell phone and even holding it out like this and making a call for a minute, I, I can feel wiped out after using it. Oh, interesting. Uh, and everyone says, oh, you're so sensitive. And I go, no, I haven't adapted to the microwave. I, I haven't acclimated. Huh. Okay. I'm interesting. No- I'm normal. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, cause yeah, I don't, I don't notice an effect, but maybe it's just because I'm, I've kind of grown up in that even maybe where I was surrounded by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have, you're of the generation that you were born with a cell phone in your hand and, and thank you. Cause that brings me to another subject that's important is lots of people say, Oh, I don't feel anything from it. It's really important to realize that just because one person doesn't feel anything and they're not reacting And then another person's reacting and going, oh, my God, I'm getting headaches and I have brain fog. Both of those people will have the same biological effects. They will both have oxidative stress, the production of heat shock proteins, and a wide spectrum of other biological consequences. Mm -hmm. But one person will go, I don't feel anything. And then 20 years later, end up with a brain tumor, but never felt anything. Right. So I don't want anyone to think that, oh, you know, those sensitive people are weird and I don't feel anything. So nothing's happening to me. That is completely wrong. Yeah, man. Okay. So let's kind of, I guess let's try to go through this. So what is it exactly? um, EMF stands for what? Electromagnetic field? Yeah, precisely. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then EMF is is a wide spectrum of things because we can just say EMF, but that's a general term because there's EMF that are the electrical fields that are coming out of the wiring in your walls, you know, magnetic fields from your computer screen. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Then there's the EMF. That's the microwave. It'll come out of that microwave oven right in back of your head there. Yeah. You know, that, that that's microwave. Or if you have a wireless modem, that's microwave. That's a different form of EMF. Uh, the cell towers, cordless phones, Bluetooth devices, that's all microwave. Okay. Or what's known as radio frequency. Okay, I see. So those are... So that's kind of the same thing, radio frequency and microwaves? Radio frequency microwave are synonymous terms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. So essentially, um, like all these devices, like wireless devices, that's how they're sending off these you know, radio waves or whatever kind of waves or signals to communicate. That's what they're designed to do, right? Exactly. Okay. And then so that's... Is there a particular type of, um, I mean, is it all the same? Do you get the same sort of like radiation, like type of wave from a cell tower as you do from like the microwave behind me? It, it's, it's, it, your questions are great. Um, first of all, I, I forgot. I like to give a disclaimer because people have respect for me from my YouTube channel around the world because they, they get that I'm an authentic person. But I tell, and I am a genuine person, but I tell people all the time, I am not an expert. When the experts who I study with, when they want me to remember electrical terms like wattage and amperage and all the various conversions of microwatts per square meter, microwatts per square centimeter, that stuff does not stick in my brain very well. So I have taken in this subject on a deeply intuitive and instinctual level. And I have tremendous confidence in the things I say because sometimes I stay up till two and three in the morning studying clinical data. That's all I do. I read medical reports. I don't keep them in my brain, but it establishes my confidence to be able to speak to people and warn them about the dangers. Um, I just spaced out. What was your last question? Um, I was just asking about the differences. Um, like if, yeah, I, thank you. Yeah. Um, as far, I, I just want to make that disclaimer that I'm not an expert because I might say some things that are not exactly precise. But your microwave oven does function at about 2.4 gigahertz, which is almost two and a half billion cycles per second. And that's how it's heating the food. Cell phone towers will be transmitting anywhere from 900 megahertz up to 2.4 gigahertz as well. And when the 5G starts coming out, the 5G is gonna start using gigahertz that's even higher. So believe it or not, people holding a cell phone to their head, you're basically holding hand-me-down military technology that is a microwave radio, functioning at about 2.4 gigahertz, which is two and a half billion cycles per second. And your brain, and your body and the earth, its natural rhythm is about 7.83. Whoa. Okay, wait. Can you say those numbers again? The natural yeah. one and what it's, they're doing? Isn't, it, isn't that interesting? What's called the natural Schumann resonance, which is kind of like the heartbeat of the earth, uh-huh. the natural rhythms of the planet. When we're walking barefoot on the beach or out in nature, roughly the Schumann resonance of nature is a, between about 7.83 and 13 cycles per second. Okay. That's, that's a, a natural biological window. 
So think about someone having a wireless modem in their house or a router that's pumping, transmitting the wireless radiation through the house 24 hours a day at 2.4 gigahertz. And some routers are now five gigahertz, which is five billion cycles per second. And that is penetrating the body and the brain. Yes. That is, yeah, that's quite a difference. That's crazy. So is, is, it, it's beyond ahead. crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I'm agreeing with you. It's insane. Yeah. So is that, I mean, I'm sure that's probably an argument that you hear that this stuff is like, it's natural that the earth produces the, you know, radio waves that are coming out naturally, but what we, our devices are producing are totally different. Yes. I, I love your questions. You're so intelligent. You just, you really grasp this well intuitively. Um, I will have scientists and IT professionals, guys who climb cell towers, uh, they will leave the nastiest comments on my YouTube channel. I delete them immediately. Um, they leave the nastiest comments. They call me very rude names. They tell me how stupid I am and telling me, don't you know, quote unquote, non-ionizing radiation, which is what cell phone radiation mm -hmm. is, microwave uh, radiation, Non-ionizing radiation is not powerful enough to break genetic bonds. These guys are functioning off outdated, old, archaic science from textbooks that is corrupt, huh. that, that, was, that was paid for by the telecom industry. All modern data, all present data that's coming from independent scientists and doctors from around the world conclusive. There's no debate about it that even small um, levels of exposure, even low levels of exposure will penetrate the blood-brain barrier, which means genotoxic, which means even non-ionizing radiation at low levels will break genetic bonds. And I, I hope I'm speaking English pretty well because this, I, I can't emphasize how important this is because we respect scientists and physicists and they'll go, they'll go, oh, the microwave from your cell phone isn't powerful enough to break genetic bonds. They're completely wrong. Okay. And any, anyone can prove this within an hour by going online and looking up clinical research from independent scientists and doctors who have not been influenced by the telecom industry. Okay. That makes sense. So is there... Unionizing radiation... Just so I can be really clear, non-ionizing radiation is from cell towers, Bluetooth, your cell phone, the microwave oven. Ionizing radiation is the stuff that comes from plutonium and nuclear power plants and, you know, atomic bombs. Yeah. That's called you know, X-rays. Mm -hmm. That's ionizing radiation, and that is obviously known to break genetic bonds. Okay, I see. Okay, so it's um, – what's the term non-ionized? Non-ionizing radiation is the lower frequencies of microwave. Okay, I see. However, the more you study the clinical research, the more the difference between ionizing and non-ionizing is disappearing. That's what's so interesting about studying the clinical research from independent scientists and doctors. Okay. The gray area is disappearing. Interesting. Which means... Don't hold a cell phone to your head, yeah. ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah, really. When you turn your microwave on to, to cook your soup or whatever, 
turn it on and get in another room. Don't stand there and wait for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I, I have some meters here, you know, j- I guess you can see that I'm, I'm looking at the little, uh, at my picture at the top of the screen, but I have some, this is a radio frequency meter called an acoustometer. Uh-huh. This is an acoustic too. I'd show you examples, but I don't have any wireless devices in my house at all. I don't have a microwave here. My internet is hardwired with an ethernet cable. So when I turn these on, you, you can see on the display that it's turned on by the numbers on the display, but uh-huh. there's no sound or lights coming on. Right. If I activated my Bluetooth or my wireless, you, you would see this thing start screaming immediately. But it's very rare for someone to be in a home like this and not have a wireless printer screaming, the Bluetooth, the modem, the router, mm-hmm. cordless phone. Yeah, really. And, and, and people are getting symptoms that they don't know where they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, everything's wireless now, especially with all the smart home stuff coming through and everything. Yeah, it's crazy. It's totally penetrating it's, everywhere. It's frightening. Yeah. And especially, man, I'm in a apartment building, so I'm probably getting it from up, you know, downstairs and all sides. Yeah, I, I kind of, I walk this edge of wanting to mind my manners and wanting to just speak my truth, but I feel very protective of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just my nature, and I don't really like the job, but I did kind of taken on. And, and numbers of years ago, so I started telling people that in the times we're in presently, apartment buildings and condominiums are actually no longer an option for someone who wants to live, you know, a more vital, healthy life. Mm-hmm. Because your neighbor's wireless devices are, depending how you're situated, they're coming through both walls, they're coming through the ceiling, they're coming through the floors. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be sorry you asked me, you asked me to be on your show. <laughs> I know, really. Well, it's it's scary, but you know, I want to know about it. But it's like, what are we to do? Like, how are we? You know, we're so kind of jumping into the you know this technological revolution with cell phones and Wi-Fi and everything. Like, how you know, is there a solution to have both, or is it just? I mean, is the solution just to have hardwired internet, and that's kind of it? There, there are solutions, but you notice that a lot of times on shows like yours, they'll interview people who are selling products or they have the answer for you. And sure, I provide EMF meters and some EMF shielding clothing to people, but my motivation is not to sell products. My motivation is to educate and protect. So there's not a single answer there's many answers. And I tell people all the time, eat 100% organic food, never, never go into restaurants that, that provide regular commercial foods that are GMO and pesticides, pesticide laden, mm-hmm. and don't have wireless devices in your home. So for me, when people ask me about EMF protection devices and all these other things, oh, I can plug this into the wall and I'm safe and I can use all my wireless devices, I go, don't even think, don't even think that's possible. It's not. So I tell people the answer is reduction of exposure. Mm-hmm. Do I live a half a block from a cell tower? Yes. I need to move. 
Okay. Or spend five or ten thousand dollars shielding your house and turning it into a Faraday cage. Oh yeah, I've heard of those before. So that's literally I mean, just something. I, I help people if it's really simple and they have a cell tower coming through one wall. Uh-huh. We'll hang a bunch of radio frequency shielding fabric along that wall. And that's an easy form of remediation. But some people who live in apartments or in other places where there's exposure coming through many walls and the roof, it, it becomes too expensive to do that. So I tell people the answer is plug your computer into into your modem with an ethernet cable and disable the wireless function on the modem in the computer. Mm-hmm. I run four international businesses and a small nonprofit organization. I have no wireless devices. I have high-speed internet. Mm-hmm. And my, I have a hardline phone sitting next to me here, but it does go through the computer. Okay. And I'm using... I'm using Skype with you right now, and it's all hardwired with no wireless. And I'm making a living from home, so it's possible. Mm-hmm, totally. So I don't like to t- I don't like to sell people things. Oh yeah, buy this EMF device for seven hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars and plug it in, and everything's fine. Because I actually don't believe that, because there's no EMF devices that you can put in your home where you can measure a before and after, and have the microwave meter change okay except with professional um products like radio frequency shielding fabrics i see or paint or paint which are professional products is that stuff pretty expensive and hard to get it is it is and 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 people are looking for it all the time because they don't want to move man yeah okay so i feel like (laughs) i I know it's it's a lot. I, I tell people that the EMF issue, it it's no different than like having a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. It's it's really similar, except that it's an awakening on a subject where you don't just say, "Oh, okay, I know about EMF now." Yeah, it, it's 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 level after level after level, and you go down a rabbit hole, and that rabbit hole is a little dark. Yeah, this subject. It, this this experiment's not going to end well. Huh. Yeah, and it's like, well, I don't know. It seems like for other, you know, issues that we have with like, you know, environmental pollution and stuff, there's solutions where we can change the way we're doing things or, you know, change stuff up. But with this especially, it's like, well, you know, we all have cell phones, but, you know, with cell towers and everything, sending off these this radiation the only solution is to really shield yourself or not have a cell phone. So like the, the full mass solution, you know, if the whole world wanted to adopt, it would have to be to get rid of cellular devices, right? Not exactly. What you're saying is intelligent, but although this subject I consider very dark and it's a little heavy on my heart, Uh I'm only positive about it for one reason is there is solutions, but there, but a lot of them are not comfortable. People are going to have to leave the cities. And when some of my friends say to me, Neil, why do you spend so much time on this subject? It's you're wasting your time. You're not going to save the world. I tell people, I don't have the slightest thought in my mind to save the world. I'm not an ignorant person. What's in my mind is I'm going to help the few who can hear Mm -hmm. and they will take positive action. 
and positive action. Here's, here's a prime example. Did you know you can take your cell phone and go into the settings menu and you can disable Bluetooth, you can disable Wi-Fi, and you can disable cellular data, and you can still make and receive calls and your phone's not radiating while you're carrying it. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's even better than um, uh, airplane mode. Huh. I used to tell everybody, put your phone in airplane mode, and they would gripe that, well, I can't make calls or receive calls. And so um, a younger person who was more hip than I am with cell phones, since I don't, I don't carry one, it sits in my car, he, he told me this, and then I put it on my YouTube channel. Everyone around the world is going, wow, thank you. You just, again, you disable Bluetooth, you disable Wi-Fi, and you disable cellular data. And someone told me you can disable location. Yes. And then your phone is not exchanging data with a local cell tower shooting through your genitals or women putting it in their bra and shooting through their chest. Mm-hmm. But you can receive and make calls. Once you connect a call, there will be radiation. But while you're carrying the phone, it's safe. Okay. okay so, so that's a positive way to use a cell phone. And then when you connect a call, use headphones like you're wearing or put it on speakerphone you know, and hold it away from your head. Okay. So that does make a difference that just that little bit of distance. Does that help? Exponentially. Okay. I would not call it safe. I don't want anyone to think it's safe because let me see. I'm I'm looking to see what you can see on your side here, what viewers can see, but let's just say I'm holding a cell phone out, out here and I have a meter measuring about two or three feet away. This Mm -hmm. meter will still be measuring microwave radiation very high. Yeah. But much lower than if you have it right next to the phone. So if you get it away from your head, yes, it's really helpful. So that's positive about cell phones. In terms of people living in cities and having cell phone towers going up close to where they live, that I'm not positive about. So I do think, and I know I'm speaking to the few, okay, I'm not speaking to everyone. There's going to need to be an exodus out of cities into rural areas where people have their own solar electricity and their own well, so they're not being monitored by the corporations with smart meters for electricity and smart meters for water and smart meters for gas. Huh. You know what smart meters are? No. Well, I mean, I can assume that's that they're like uh, connected devices that are measuring your your utilities. Exactly. And they're pulsing out microwave radiation all day pulsing the information back to the utility company, but people are getting sick from them because they're also pulsing the radiation through people's house. Okay. It's a huge issue. Man. Yeah. Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much. It feels like we're in like the wild west a little bit with this stuff where it's, you know, all this stuff is being invented and coming out and being implemented and we're seeing the, you know, the positive effects of it now or like the convenience and stuff like that. But, you know, how... Like, what do you think is the, like, it, when are we going to start to really see, like, negative effects that are being, you know, contributed to this? Because it, it, as far as now, like, at, me, at least it's been covered up or I haven't, you know, experienced it or seen much, uh, you know, negative media or negative stuff about it, you know? It's coming out. And I'm actually rather happy about how much it's coming out. It's starting to slip out out even through um, the corporate media. 
the okay. manipulated the manipulated nightly news they'll they'll start to question if cell phones are safe um it's coming out more but it is so convenient that not everybody's paying attention because the addiction to people's smartphone smartphones is ubiquitous it is all pervasive it's like nothing the world has ever seen it's the largest addiction possible mm-hmm. there's a, a psychologists are actually naming new psychological issues associated with having anxiety when you're separated from your cell phone for too long <laughs> yeah for real and I mean, and you talked about how we could still, you know, you can turn off all the, the Bluetooth and cellular mm-hmm. connectivity and everything and still use your phone for calling. But that's people don't use their phones for calling much anymore. It's it's, you know, it's totally different. Yeah. You know, Text. And people are going to have to make they're going to have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you don't hear me preaching going, oh, come on, everybody. You know, let's let's change this technology. Let's get rid of it. It's impossible. It's here to stay. People call me from all over the world. I get calls from India, the sweetest people. I live in an apartment and they just put up a cell tower 30 yards across from my apartment on the roof of the other apartment. There's nothing more dangerous than living line of sight right across from a cell tower where there's no trees or anything in the way to attenuate or block the signal. And and I just, I don't know what to tell these people. I go, you have to move. Oh, but I live here with my family. It, it We're in a war mm-hmm. and I, I'm not exaggerating and I'm, I'm not being um, emotional. I, I'm well-educated, I'm being very factual. We're in a war and in a war, one can either go, oh, well, I'm going to fight back. And I really appreciate the people who are activists and, and want to fight back and use legal means to do that. I don't have the time or the desire to do that. So I'm an educator. And I tell people, run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm, not, I'm laughing, but I'm only laughing nervously uh, it, because it's the truth. I tell people, get ready to look for communities, you know, sustainable communities, or if, if you have enough money, buy land in more remote areas, you know, or if you work in a city, live 20 miles outside the city, just drive further because it's going to be imperative for our health because cities are going to be, I'm just speaking symbolically, cities are going to turn into microwave ovens. Mm-hmm. And also to to backtrack just a little bit, you say, when are we going to start seeing the effects? They're already here. Mm-hmm. Biological consequences have exponentially increased in terms of 20 and 30 year olds having brain tumors, the kind that they would never have before. They're having diseases and illnesses that were only seen in 70 and 80 year olds. It's already here. Mm-hmm. Is it just not being attributed to... EMF radiation, you think? I, I love your questions. You're, I've been interviewed a few times by different people. I, I love your intelligence. Check this out. I'm being a little sarcastic. Can you see micro... If you turn that microwave oven on behind you, or you have a wireless modem, can you, can you see what's going through the air? No, no idea. It's not forensically trackable. Right. It's like the invisible man. 
<laughs> and so I get up in the morning, I have a splitting headache, and I, and I don't understand why I have a splitting headache. I'm irritated. I'm full of anxiety. I'm snapping at my roommate or my wife or whatever. And I don't really know that it's the modem that's 12 feet from my bed in the other room. You can't, you can't blame something you can't see. It's mm -hmm. not forensically trackable. And then you can't go to the doctor and go or, or the FCC and tell them, well, that, that cell tower is making me sick. Oh, really? It's within the U.S. safety standards. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is how I got passionate on this subject because I tell people without owning a radio frequency meter, and I'm not trying to sell them, but without owning one of these, you can't see it. So you don't know where your symptoms are coming from. Yeah. And I've had people all over the world tell me I have headaches, I have brain fog, and it's, it's actually rather satisfying where I have told people, put your cell phone on airplane mode or turn off cellular data, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or I tell them unplug your modem just at night and take a baby step. And I've had probably hundreds of people call me back or contact me and go, oh, this is the first time I haven't had a headache in five years. And this is, this is not uncommon. This happens all the time. They go, oh, thank you so much. I feel so much better. Uh -huh. And now it doesn't even surprise me anymore. Wow, okay, that's good. So some people are even seeing like almost immediate results from just kind of shielding themselves from the stuff a little bit. I have had people with immediate results by cutting down their microwave exposure. Um, again, I hope it doesn't sound arrogant. Many years ago, I was one of the first ones telling people, yes, I know about genetically modified food. Yes, I know about the stratospheric geoengineering, the chemtrail issue. I know about depleted uranium. I know about a lot of things. But I've been telling people that I really have a strong feeling that this EMF issue is one of the number one causes of our health issues. And people wouldn't really agree with me. They think I was being a little exaggerated. Recently, I've heard Dr. Klinghart, who is well-respected worldwide on the EMF issue, and Dr. Jack Cruz, who people really like. He, he is really getting popular. Both of them have come out and said in not so many words that they're thinking that major amounts of our symptoms that we're suffering from are from EMF. Yes, okay. And those guys are experts, far more educated than I am. Yeah. But I knew it intuitively. I just couldn't prove it. I don't have a you know PhD or an MD after my name, but I knew it anyway, just literally from walking around carrying a meter and then walking up to a cell phone tower in a parking lot and going, whoa, this can't be good for you. Yeah, really. So is there, um, like, are you, do you have you, do you know in their research, like, is, are they able to somehow link the cause of, you know, different illnesses and, and stuff to, you know, EMF radiation and stuff? Or is there some sort of maybe experiment that they've done that you know of that you can kind of relay to us or anything like that? Yes. If you go, if you have your viewers go to emfsafe.org, that's E-M-F-S-A-F-E, emfsafe.org. That's my nonprofit website. On the right-hand side, there are numerous links to independent clinical studies 
that prove conclusively all kinds of biological effects. Okay. If you go, if your viewers go to my EMF safety zone channel, Mm -hmm. I have a playlist with all PhDs and doctors and scientists and experts called the playlist is EMF wireless dangers, clinical evidence. And then there's numerous presentations by doctors in there that will impress the most doubtful person. Okay. The biggest skeptic it's, it's unarguable. And one of my heroes is Dr. Martin Paul Uh P P A L L. He has shown the biological and cellular pathways of exactly how EMF throws off. Oh God, I'm going to sound like an idiot. It, the voltage-gated calcium channels in the cells, when EMF hits our cells, it throws that out of balance and calcium goes pouring into the cells and throws the whole potassium-calcium balance off. And then most of the illnesses that we suffer cascade down from there. Okay. Again, I'm not good at repeating all this stuff, but I watch it, I take it in, and um, I'm not a scholarly type with a photographic memory. But mm-hmm. if people want to look up, um, I have some notes in front of me. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, Dr. Martin Paul, P-A-L-L. Uh, one of my heroes is Dr. Magda Havas, H-A-V-A-S. Dr. Avery Davis, she used to work in the cellular industry. She used to be a telecom exec. And oh. now she's a whistleblower big time. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. Barry Trower. He's an ex-military microwave expert, very calm, very kind heart, absolute whistleblower, warning people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm glad you have these resources and stuff for people to go look at because, um, yeah, I think it's important to see that stuff for yourself and see the you know experiments and read about how they're carried out and, and you know, their info because, um, you know, we are just you know, talking to you in this podcast, we are just kind of getting, if it is an argument, it is an argument, you know, there's two sides to it, apparently. Um, But we're really just getting one side. And uh, so I think it is important for both people to go see that, but it it does seem intuitive about this stuff. And I like how you are, you're not just saying it, you're really living it too. the way you're, you know, you're not living in an apartment, you're out, you know, in kind of a rural area, you don't have wireless stuff. So you're very, you're very into it. You, you live what you preach, you know? I, I have, I've taken a stand. Yes. I, I had to evacuate Hawaii uh, because of the lava flow there. I was on seven acres, three miles from the I came back here to California and moved in with my girlfriend of that time. And the second I got out of the car. She was all excited to have me back. And we were excited to be together here in California. I turned on my meters and she had about a mile and a half away, two different cell towers in two different directions. Mm. And I completely irritated her. The second I got out of the car, it wasn't even, <laughs> Oh, I'm happy to be here. I went, wow. And then I, I started not feeling good mm-hmm. from those cell towers. And it could, it could be measured scientifically the exposure levels were too high. I moved out. Yeah. And now I'm on 20 acres um, off the grid. I do get a cell signal here, but my meters don't register. Okay. So it's 
it's a place of relative safety mm-hmm. until maybe a cell phone tower goes up on the surrounding hills. I don't know how long it'll last. But yes, yeah. I don't let people in my car unless they turn their cell phone off. When people come over, they go, hey, can I get on the internet? I pull out a 20-foot ethernet cable and I hand it to them. I go, here you go. <laughs> and if they have one of those thin laptops, like a Mac or another thin one, I go, here, here's an adapter. You can plug the ethernet cable into the um, USB adapter. Yeah. So and They go, no wireless? I go, no, no wireless. No wireless, all wired, yeah. Um, so this is something I'm not – I don't know if you you know are aware that – like have any knowledge of this, but I've just – I don't even really either, but I've heard about it, um, about having kind of like low orbit satellites that are going to be, um, you know, put up into orbit and then they'll be kind of like blanketing a, a wireless internet signal kind of all over the entire earth. Are you like, have you thought about that or heard about that? Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's frightening. Yeah. Um, my only hope it's a slightly educated guess. I don't know if I'm being intelligent or not. How do I say this? Where I am here on this 20 acres, when I turn my meters on, I cannot measure the cell tower. A, a, a cell phone will pick up a signal that's a thousand times lower than what my meters will pick up on. So biologically, this is relatively safe because my meters don't pick up on it. I'm hoping that the satellites will be similar where it's not like you're standing in a, in a parking lot next to a cell phone tower where I can easily measure it with a meter. I'm hoping that, sure, you'll get internet service or you'll get cellular service, but it's not pounding the entire planet like living near a cell tower. Okay. However, at the same time, if I could send people – like Elon Musk and AT&T and Verizon, if I could send them to another planet, I would. Yeah. Because this guy, you know, everyone thinks he's heroic wanting to send up 4,000 satellites with 5G on it. So, so he, he's so altruistic. So everyone all over the world can have internet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the guy's thinking, polluting the entire atmospheric matrix of our natural environment with wireless radiation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds great. Like, wow, we could get, you know, high speed internet to these rural places everywhere and have the whole, you know, world connected to education, everything like that. But yeah. Do you know if that's something that has Elon ever publicly discussed that or talked about, you know, the effects of radiation or what he thought about it or anything? Do you know if he's seen that? Kind I'm going I'm to scare myself a little bit here. I, I, I'm a little nervous saying this, but I'm saying it with a certain level of confidence. One has to have a heart to understand this issue. Um, When you have a heart that feels, that cares, that has empathy, this EMF issue is self-evident. It's obvious. There's not two sides. Mm -hmm. There's only the side of the corrupt information from the telecom industry which isn't even a side that that's corrupted information for selling products Mm -hmm. and making trillions and trillions of dollars. The so-called other side is clinical data. That's unarguable that even low levels of EMF exposure are biologically dangerous. 
when you have a heart and you care about life and you care about other human beings and you feel and you have empathy, which most mammals have, mm-hmm. this whole issue is self-evident. Uh, again, I'm going to go a little further. Hope this. hope I'm not pushing the envelope too far. When you study in psychology the nature of a psychopath, when someone is in that uh, psychopathic spectrum of disorder, a psychopath can do anything to anybody and not have the slightest care for the consequences of their actions, mm-hmm. such as start a war, such as put a cell phone tower into an elementary school. You kind of catching my drift here. I'm trying to be nice. I see. Okay, so (laughs) a a psychopathic consciousness, such as a a, a corporation or certain people who just think it's great to blanket the entire planet with wireless, Mm -hmm. they're not feeling their thinking. They may be highly intelligent beings, highly intelligent, highly intellectual with with elevated cognitive functioning. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they have the ability to feel when you have the ability to feel you don't go to war. You don't put cell phone towers in elementary schools and high schools Mm -hmm. and you don't stick up 5g small cell transmitters, which is what they're called in residential areas near houses. So they're blanketing the entire residential area with children and babies and, and people living there with the new 5G protocol. Okay. It's not what you do when you have a heart. So I'm giving a very deep hint here, mm-hmm. but forgive me if I'm getting a little metaphysical or existential. No, no, I get I, you. I feel strongly about it. There's mm-hmm. lots of things you don't do when you have a heart. You don't genetically modify food. You don't spray food with pesticides that were leftover chemical warfare from World War II. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Yeah. But if you want to sell product and you don't care about the repercussions of your actions, sure. One of my favorite jokes is, man, I I could be a multimillionaire if I didn't care about the consequences of my actions. Yeah. Yeah, it's – I get what you're saying. Am I being too too heavy? No, no, you're good. I I totally get you. I like that you're saying that because I appreciate it. And like I – yeah, I don't know. This is it's it's just tough because I feel like they're so like a, a whole company's existence could be like threatened by this almost it seems like. So that's why it's, you know, I don't know if they're like take Elon for example. Like I've I'm pretty hardcore drinking the Elon Musk Kool-Aid. Like I I think he's pretty cool and the stuff he's doing is super interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like the fact that he's doing this, I wonder if it's him just him and his company just maybe ignoring this and not trying to like put it out of their mind and not, and, you know, take the other side and not look at the data and say, maybe this, it's not an issue at all or, but it's, it's pretty irresponsible for them not to even, you know, take a really deep look at it. You know, it, it, it might, I really hesitate to use this word, but it might be innocent. They might just look at the scientific data that is old and outdated, I go, hey, microwave radiation doesn't have the power to break genetic bonds. All right, right on. Let's send 4,000 satellites. Let's bring internet to the whole world. Let's increase everyone's intellectual capacity through education. Mm -hmm. 
Let's expand education. I, I mean, I can understand a certain level of the altruistic motivation. Yeah. But I do have a strong feeling. And again, I'm just one person offering my opinions and I'm not an expert, but I have a strong feeling that the world is heading into what I call a separation, a parting of the ways. And you're going to get people who want to live in intentional communities and grow food and learn permaculture and, and learn how to be more intimate and relational with each other in very kind and respectful and loving ways and walk barefoot and hold hands and sing around campfires and play music and be a, away from cities. And then you're going to get the people who absolutely love being in the cities and going to raves and dances and being on their cell phones and you know, going out to dinner and you don't even need a credit card because your cell phone, use it for everything. Mm -hmm. You'll be in 5G with the new 5G. You can download a full length movie on your cell phone. I don't know what it is in 1.2 or three seconds. <laughs> there's, there's almost no lag time Yeah. with, with the new 5G. Uh -huh. It's total, total connectedness. It's, it's called the internet of things connected to the 5G, your phone, your oven, your refrigerator. So I think there's going to be a parting of the ways. And yes, you, your listeners are listening to someone, myself, who has taken a particular part, a particular path of that separation. Mm -hmm. I will never move back into a city. I will never participate with what I call the transhuman agenda. Mm -hmm. I'm, so I'm not going to become part of this whole synthetic momentum. Mm -hmm. I refuse. Yeah. Will I get, will I get squeezed out? Yep. Will people call me a dinosaur? Yes, but I will tell them I'm not a dinosaur. I'm from the future. Yeah. Yeah. Cause really once, you know, if things get bad and you know, it's really attributed to this and it, you know, it's people need a safe place to go. That's, you know, they're going to really have no choice. There's, there's, I'm connected with people um, all over the world who are looking, who, who they call themselves EMF refugees. There are people who are sensitive, who are wanting to start communities and buy land and, and gather together in places where they don't have to be exposed to cell towers and wireless. Hmm. People are moving to Green Bank, West Virginia, Green Bank, West Virginia is, um, sorry, <laughs> my dog's going crazy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad it was you and not me. I turned the ringer off on my other phone so I didn't have any interruptions. Oh, no worries. Yeah. The dog goes crazy sometimes. Go ahead. She's good now. That's okay. Uh, Green Bank, West Virginia is a, what's called a radio free zone because I don't know who it is, a university or the government or somebody has these radio, giant radio telescopes there. And, um, they're listening to outer space and they can't have any interference at all. So the entire 1800 miles of this radio free zone has no cell towers and people aren't allowed to have a cell phone or cordless phones or wireless internet. Oh, interesting. And, and they even have a guy driving around, you know, carrying a, you know, a radio frequency meter with them to right. see if anybody's got wireless in their home. And so people who are, um, What's well, called electro hypersensitive. It's called EHS. Okay. Um, I'm I'm sensitive, but I I'm not I I don't have EHS. That's people can't even touch a computer who have that. A lot of people are moving to Green Bay, West Virginia, looking for safe zones. Huh. And this is going to be happening more and more because you get people 
who absolutely don't believe in this issue at all. I mean, high-powered corporate executives on their cell phones for 20 years, excuse me, don't believe any of this stuff. They're getting electrohypersensitive. Mm-hmm. And that's cool that that place is kind of uh, already exists, but it's kind of like a, a place to go. Um, enjoying that. That's, that's pretty cool. I don't think the locals take kindly to all the people pouring in. Oh yeah. That's a good point. It's, is it like, is are a lot of people moving there? Uh, well, the locals are kind of good old hometown folks. It's probably population 100 or something. Uh-huh. And then all these uh, oversensitive, electro hypersensitive people are moving in there. And I don't know. I, I, I think there's some interesting uh, consequences from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what is, is there like sort of a, a middle ground that someone can take? Like me, I, I'm not ready to move, you know, to a, somewhere rural. I don't, I, I don't want to make that move now. Like I enjoy my life here. Is there some kind of middle ground I could take or little steps that I could do that would help me out a lot? Um, for the, you know, this kind of radiation or is it really kind of an all or nothing thing? No, your questions are so great. It's it's so great talking to you. Yes, there is a middle ground and I'm, someone can listen to me and go, that guy's a fanatic. I'm not a fanatic at all. I know the biological and physiological consequences of wireless radiation. That doesn't make me a fanatic. It makes me educated. Mm -hmm. And I only repeat clinical data. I don't even make this stuff up. I don't even want to say anything that I haven't read in clinical research from around the world, from different countries. The middle ground. Um, I'll, you know, I'll be humorous. Take that microwave and toss it in the trash. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just being humorous. Plug your computer into your modem with an Ethernet cable. Disable the wireless on your modem. Mm-hmm. And on your computer, um, check your wireless printer. Check your printer. See if the wireless option is enabled. Connect it to your computer with a cable and turn the wireless off on your printer. Uh, do you have a cordless phone in the house? A, no. a, a dent? We just have okay, cell phones. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you, most people just use a cell phone. Yeah. Um, if you're going to have your cell phone on your nightstand at night, Disable wireless data. Uh, sorry, disable cellular data. Mm-hmm. Disable Bluetooth and Wi-Fi because you're not using it. Yeah. And then the phone's not radiating, you know, through your body at night while you're sleeping. Yeah. And we, so, and again, you said we could turn off all that stuff, but still receive a phone call, right? Yes, you can still receive. I when I'm traveling to go visit family or friends, and I'm in another state. Um, I'll never leave my cell phone on sitting on the passenger seat of my car, but when I'm traveling, I'll disable that stuff and I'll leave my cell phone sitting, sitting there on the car. Cause I keep turning my meter on and I don't see anything coming out of the cell phone. Okay. So, so I trust disabling Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and cellular data. It basically turns your smartphone into an old style flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Cause those flip phones weren't um, constantly communicating exchanging data with a cell tower, whereas a smartphone is constantly exchanging data, update apps and various things like that. Yeah. Getting push notifications. Yeah, definitely. In guys, their sperm counts going down. Mm -hmm. Women who keep their cell phones in their bra, they, there's been instances of them getting tumors that are in the exact shape of the antenna on the back of the phone. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. No joke. That's scary. No joke. So, um, I heard that just putting, instead of keeping your phone in your front pocket, putting it in your back pocket, is that going to make any difference, you think? Um, if I, I, wish, um, I wish I could show you this over, over the video, but I'll just say it verbally. If I had someone, my kitchen is about 30 feet that way. If I had someone connect a cell phone call 30 feet that way, and I was holding the meter here and showing you the meter, the second that cell phone call was connected, you would see the red lights on this meter go shooting up mm-hmm. 30 feet across the room. Yeah. So I personally, I don't know what the difference is going to be between a front pocket and a back pocket. Yeah. There, there would be some scientific and mathematical difference in the intensity of the signal. Yeah. It's going to be my new. Okay. So it is better, go, but hey, me- people go, Hey, what, what about, I have this sticker on the back of my phone. I'm laughing because I got to hold back my sarcasm because so I used to sell those things. Oh, now my phone is safe. I have a piece of shungite on it. Oh, I have a piece of organite on it. Um, I just please the people who are listening to this interview, those things use them. Maybe they do something. All right. Mm-hmm. But never rely on a so-called EMF protection device. Never rely on them and think you're safe. Okay. Reduction of exposure is EMF protection. Okay. Reduction of exposure and proximity means get the hell as far away from sources of exposure as possible, such as cell phone towers, run, move. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, so that's good to know that proximity does make a difference. So it's like the, whatever, the signal strength or, or radiation strength, it it gets weaker the farther away it is, correct? Yes, it does. But, and, and it's great what you're saying. It's good you're bringing this up because another aspect of EMF, as long as we're on the subject, is there's electrical fields coming out of the walls because our wiring is running through the walls, right? Mm-hmm. And the wiring, ha- is it's hot. There's electricity running through it, so they call it hot. When you sleep with your bed right next to a wall, those electrical fields are grounding through your body because they come off the wall about a foot or two. Huh. So if, if one moves their bed away from the wall two or three feet, that cuts down your EMF exposure to electrical fields. Electrical fields drop in strength very quickly. Microwave fields drop in strength much less quickly. That's why you can be two or three miles away from a cell tower and get a cell signal. Okay. Microwave goes really far. It does drop in strength, but it goes far. I see. Electrical and magnetic fields from a computer or a refrigerator or the wiring in the walls, those drop exponentially very quickly. Okay. That makes sense. And then, so is there a, like a difference in the, I don't know, I guess the power or the signal strength of something like, let's say you're, you know, 10 feet from a cell tower compared to, you know, 10 feet from your cell phone. Is that, is it worse to be closer from the cell tower or is it, or is it similar? Do you know how that works? Cell towers are pretty strong. (laughs) Okay. They're pretty strong. Yeah. 
So there is like the signals are the signal strength makes a difference. Is that what you're saying? Some kind of? Yeah. Okay. Again, I'm not an expert, but yeah. if people, if people go to my YouTube channel, again, EMF safety zone, and you just watch me measuring these cell towers, I, I make it very simple for people because I forget the number, but it was either 17 or 21 scientists from around the world, all PhDs, all highly credentialed scientists got together and they compiled what's called the Bioinitiative Report 2012, Bioinitiative 2012 Report. It's at bioinitiative.org. Okay, that's bioinitiative.org. And they compiled all their clinical evidence. And if you sum the whole thing up and you look at the end of their report, they summarized that they were seeing biological effects from microwave exposure starting in human beings at about 3.4 to 6 microwatts per square meter, average power density. Mm -hmm. um, on the meter right here, let's see, on, well, I'll just, on this side right here, you can see the meter measures um, average power density. Yes, on, yeah. On the other side, it's measuring peak signal strength. So scientists use average which is the middle of the wave, okay. the middle of the wave frequency. Right. When you watch my videos, you'll see me standing next to a cell tower and measuring it. And the meter is measuring 300, 400, 500, 1,000, 2,000 microwatts per square meter average power density. A guy who climbs a cell tower goes, oh, that's nothing. That's way below U.S. safety standards. Huh. Okay. Gee, that's fine. I wonder why the scientists of the bioinitiative report said that biological effects were starting way down here at the bottom of the scale. Yeah. And so am I going to believe the FCC or the government when they say you can be exposed to about 63 million microwatts per square meter and that's within the safety standards for human exposure? Am I going to believe them? Or am I going to believe the scientist who wrote the bioinitiative report and said, hey, we're seeing biological consequences starting at about 3.4 to 6 microwatts per square meter. And I have experts. Am I moving too fast? No, no, I'm following you. I got you. I have experts telling me that they have clients who are complaining of symptoms at 10 microwatts per square meter. Mm -hmm. That's really low. Yeah. And they're complaining of headaches and brain fog and nervousness and anxiety. So at this point in my dedication to protect people and educate people, um, I do not subscribe to the FCC and the government safety standards for human exposure. Yeah. Do you know when that was, when that, you know, safety standard number was set? Good question. Um, the answer is no, I don't. However, what I do know is those safety standards were all based on what's called the thermal effects of non-ionizing radiation, which basically means I'll be a little humorous. If you're not frying like a sausage in a pan, then the microwave radiation is not dangerous. Um, so the old outdated data and clinical research, which has completely been proven wrong, is that if you're not getting heated up, which is a thermal effect, mm -hmm. then it's not dangerous. And so they did, they did all their um, 
research, their SAR research, specific absorption rate on these silicon kind of gel human heads and measured how much the microwave radiation was penetrating like a jelly kind of silicon head and based it and go, okay, well, that's how it will penetrate humans. Oh, gosh. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, that's great research. I guess that's really accurate and precise. Well, all the clinical research these days are showing that there are biological effects from the non-thermal effects of microwave radiation, which does not agree with all the old data based on the thermal effects. I see. It's over. It's done. But scientists will still, a scientist would watch our interview and go, oh, that guy's an idiot. Why'd you interview him? Oh, there's no effects. There's, there's no um, non-thermal effects from non-ionizing radiation. I see. But there is. And scientists all over the world are proving it. And anyone can find that data online. Huh. So. Did I, did I explain that clearly? Yeah. And I just, just to be clear, um, you mean Thermal effects, meaning like kind of when you get the like vibration of, you know, particles or whatever and stuff starts to heat up a bit. Very good. Precisely. Okay. Very good. So that's... And just, and just because a cell phone doesn't exactly have thermal effects, it has non-thermal effects, but it's still vibrating the cells at 2.4 billion cycles per second, although you're not exactly heating your head up like a microwave. Mm-hmm. However... How come people, when they use their phone too much, they go, yeah, my ear kind of hurts and it gets hot. What's that about? Yeah, good point. Once a person starts feeling a little bit of pain or some heat, it's already cooked them from the inside of the head. And that's the last place you feel it out there. Yowza. It's already cooked them in here and then and then moved out. Whew. Yikes. Yeah, this stuff is scary. Um. Okay, so I know you mentioned, uh, I just had this thought, but I know you mentioned, you know, EMF protection devices and not being that great, but you also mentioned that there is fabric that does kind of work, right? Fabric that is called RF shielding fabric. RF shielding. Is various types of fabric that have metal in them. Some of them are made out of stainless steel. Some of them are made out of cotton with with fibers of copper and silver inside of them. But Mm -hmm. all of them are metallic in nature. They're not new age. They're not subtle energy devices. When microwave hits them, it sticks. It grounds through the material so it doesn't go through it. Oh, okay. I see. The military uses it. Um, Industry uses it. It's it's for Faraday cages. Mm -hmm. So that's provable. I can hold a meter up. And then hang that shielding material, and you can watch the meter go down to almost nothing. Yeah. So is there any potential, or is it possible to create some sort of, like, clothing out of these materials that would help people? Or is that not – uh-oh, uh-oh. I should have had these – I should have had these ready. Um, I designed designed this one in China. Okay. Okay. I sold out of them and I didn't feel like doing it again. The whole hat, it looks like a regular baseball hat. Yeah. Kind of cool. All inside the hat is radio frequency shielding fabric. Oh, I sweet. just imported this one from an expert in the UK. Uh-huh. All right. It's all radio frequency shielding fabric. Is oh. it the total is it the total answer? No. But having this thing on like this, 
with the RF shielding fabric is it's in the visor and it's in here. It does really protect the head. Okay. All right. And okay. I know this is goofy. All right. But can, can you see this? This is a hood. Yeah. It, your head goes in here. This covers your thyroid, your neck. Yeah. And this whole thing is made out of super high quality. Um, it's 50% silver and 50% beech wood. Now, these look kind of goofy, but during the winter, they don't. Yeah. And these are a really good form of protection. And I, I sell these all the time on my in my eBay store and on my, on my EMF Safety Zone website. Um, I'll never tell anybody that they're the whole answer, but I will definitely tell people it's, lots of people feel better. When I go into town, you know, to big box stores to go shopping, I put on that RF shielding baseball hat all the time. Okay, cool. So that's a and step then some, some websites will sell literally T-shirts that are all silver um, RF shielding fabric. Those are not – the clothing is scientific. Uh-huh. It works. It you just you know I have a video on YouTube that shows me putting the meter inside here with a microwave source behind it, and the meter drops way down to almost nothing. Wow! So these these are provable, Very but cool. in terms of people saying, oh oh, I'm wearing this bracelet or this pendant or I'm carrying this EMF protection device, those are not provable. Okay. They're more new age kind of subtle energy devices or people ask me about organite and shungite all the time. Uh-huh. And I go, I don't know, may, you know, maybe they work, have them around. That's cool, but don't rely on them. So I know I'm repeating myself, but again, what I like people to rely on is reduce your wireless exposure. Yeah. Take whatever steps you can to reduce your wireless exposure, even if it's as simple as just unplug the freaking modem at night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. just pull the plug out on the modem just so you can sleep without it pounding through your room at night yeah that's a great step right there totally it would be really great if we could start to get stuff that would almost be on a timer and do that automatically i mean i guess you could almost set that up yeah. on a timer yeah yeah people do that all the time okay yeah because if this stuff could happen automatically and almost where i guess there's a nice little you know, airplane mode switch on your phone, but where you could just turn, you know, the cellular Bluetooth, the Wi-Fi off very easily and maybe even time that to go off at a certain time at night and everything. That would be really nice. But that would be so cool. You know, we could be millionaires if I don't know how to design apps, but if someone made an app where it was one button with with even a timer maybe mm -hmm. um, that disabled because airplane mode is kind of like that, but airplane mode will turn everything off where you don't get calls. But if someone could design an app where it was one button that turned off um, cellular data, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and location, that's a great idea you had. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe you know how to – Maybe that, that couldn't be that hard to design an app. Yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely possible. It'd just be tough because you have to – I don't think Apple would give you or or maybe Android would, but I don't think they'd give you permission to you know get to those portions of the phone and turn all that stuff off, but – yeah, it's definitely possible they could build something or it could be done, you know. Yeah. And and for your for your viewers and listeners, um, just to mention this quickly, people who say, Oh, I downloaded a, an app that's an EMF meter, don't bother. <laughs> okay. I, to, to me, an EMF meter that's an app on a cell phone, mm -hmm. 
I, I don't, I'm trying to think of a joke, but I mean, it's ludicrous. It's, it's not going to be accurate. Yeah. Cool. Well, that, so you know, forget yeah. apps that are EMF meters. That's good to know. Cool. Well, I if like pe- the, um, people want, if people want, for those who are really serious about this subject, I have a few things sitting here for those who are really serious about the subject. Do you mind if I take just a minute on this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is called the Acoustometer AM10. I have a bunch of extra notes on here. It doesn't exactly look like that when you get it. It doesn't have these extra notes on it. Those are my cheat notes. This meter is about $370. But, and again, I'm not trying to sell it. This is absolutely my favorite meter. But it's for someone who is serious. And and if someone wants to support my YouTube channel, they can go to emfsafetyzone.com and find these meters. That's a relatively professional meter that gives a lot of information. That's for microwave, mm-hmm. right? Cell towers, cell phones, microwave ovens, Bluetooth devices. If someone wants to save some money, let's see, I'm trying to get this in the camera. Yeah, that's good. This is called an Acousticom 2. Okay. And you can see how small this is. Mm-hmm. And you just you literally, you turn it on with one button. And this is an absolutely fabulous meter super small pretty stealth no one knows you're using it this is about roughly 180 it's just as sensitive as the larger meter but it's less expensive this will totally alert a person to the wireless radiation in any environment Uh so it's just an absolute gem of a tool those two meters are for microwave um i didn't bring over a meter for electric and magnetic fields but again, I might be getting a little advanced, but this one is called, it's a green wave electromagnetic interference meter. It usually has a plug, a wire coming out of here, uh-huh. but this is for dirty electricity. And I don't think I want to bore any of your viewers right now with that. But if for people who are interested in remediating dirty electricity, which comes out of the wiring of the home, then you use a meter like that. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, okay. So for those who are serious, you want a microwave meter, and I'm sure people are taking notes. For those who are serious, you want a microwave meter, you want an electromagnetic field meter, mm-hmm. and you want a dirty electricity meter. Okay. And it's not that expensive to have all three, and then you can really help your family and your friends and other people, almost like a professional once you learn how to use those three meters. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I did. I just bought those three meters and I asked questions and I started studying online and I started going into people's houses and showing them what to do. And everybody was very thankful. And I helped a lot of people. And I'd go in there with the with my briefcase with my meters in it. And it was it was pretty it was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't do it often anymore because I don't like going in wireless environments. But I'm just trying to speak to people who might want to take the subject a little more seriously. Yeah. Well, I like that. That's good that you can just literally show it on the meter like this is what's happening right now and then turn off something or put it in a faraday cage or something and then see like now we have you know hardly anything or less you know that is i can talk all day long and people go oh yeah neil okay you're cool you're genuine we get it okay thanks a lot but they don't listen mm-hmm. when you have a meter and and you put it near a wireless modem and you and the person's looking at that meter and then you unplug the wireless modem, just like you said, and the meter goes plonk and drops down to zero. 
you should see a person's face. Yeah. You do not need another word. Or I have the meter turned on and it's not registering anything and the person connects a call on their cell phone and they watch the meter and it starts screaming and shooting up into the red. You, they don't you don't they don't need any more words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you they see it like that. Yeah. The invisible yeah. becomes visible. What's not forensically trackable becomes instantly visible and trackable. And it's like, oh, that's affecting me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Totally. When you can definitely see it like that. And when you see it in your own environment too, like in your own house, that really, I'm sure affects people. I just did, uh, I just uploaded a video on YouTube. Um, I, I bought a baby monitor, a wireless baby monitor from Amazon. All right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I was very careful not to make any statements about it being safe or not. Cause I don't want to get in any trouble. So I just plugged that wireless baby monitor in, showed people the readings on the meter, and I am just astonished that those things are sitting next to little babies' cribs and beds. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about baby monitors and stuff. Yeah. Wow, well, we've talked about a lot. I feel like we've done, we've covered most everything I wanted to talk about. Let me see here if there's anything else. Yeah, it's been really cool talking to you. you you're just you're a great interviewer. Your questions are intelligent. I, I really appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate hearing that. And yeah, I appreciate all your info. And you know, I totally can relate to you. Where you know you'll read all this the the scientific info and stuff, and you're like reading. And you're like, yeah, that's you know makes perfect sense. You have all the information right there in front of you, but then it's you know the information, but then it's so hard to recall the exact stuff again. You know, so I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. So don't worry about. Yeah, I I just I don't have a photographic memory, but hopefully my passion will work a little bit. It'll be effective. And then if people want to do their own research, they can do it. But it does not take very long online, you know, just putting in to the search results dangers of wireless radiation. I mean, you'll have everything you could hope for. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm yeah, I'm glad you have those resources and everything too for people to look up. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, and then you sent me a list of uh, you know like questions or things to talk about um, before we did this. But you you mentioned um, targeted individuals. Yeah. So I, 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 don't, I even, don't. Go ahead. You haven't heard of that? No, I don't know what that is. I don't like to talk about it because I don't feel educated on the subject, highly educated on the subject, but there are people who feel very strongly and who will swear that they're being targeted by the government or military sources and they have voices being pushed into their head or they're being attacked by microwave weapons. Uh Now, I know this exists. Um, I wouldn't put it past the government or the military. I know it exists. This technology has probably been around for a while. You can easily manipulate the weather and people's minds with the frequencies coming off cell towers. Cell towers are not just what they, we think they are, and that's all I'm going to say. Interesting. With, with a worldwide grid of cellular towers putting out various frequency microwave, you can manipulate a lot of things. So uh, I understand the suffering of people who say they're being targeted. The only thing I want to mention about that is 
when targeted individuals call me all the time asking me for assistance and I say, do you live in an apartment building? And they'll say, yes. I'll go, do you have a wireless modem? They'll say, yes. I go, do you have a cordless phone or cell phone? They'll say, yes. I go, I can't talk to you anymore because I, I don't want to hear how you're targeted when you're already around that much, that many exposure sources. Okay. Because one's already being targeted by what's in their own house. Okay, I see. There's one lady on YouTube. I won't mention her name. She's a PhD. Um, I, I couldn't say enough bad things about her, so I won't. But she she wears tinfoil on her head, mm-hmm. and she shows all her viewers how they're attacking her, and she and she holds up an acousticom too like this, and she and she gets little blips on it. And goes, see, they're attacking me. They're attacking me. And being somewhat of a professional, I look at the meter. And I can hear the sound, and I actually I know for a fact that it spikes from her own cell phone or from the neighboring the neighbor's apartment. It's easy to tell because I do this all the time. And she says, "Oh, see, they just attacked me. They they shot a spike of radiation through my knee. Oh, it just went through my shoulder." And people all over the world believe her. Um, so, what point am I trying to make? People need to be very careful thinking they're targeted by first reducing their own exposure levels. Okay. Then see how they feel. Okay. I'm not invalidating targeted individuals. Believe me, I could go into the dark side of this subject. Mm -hmm. I have respect for people who feel that they're being targeted. It's just, I'm very strong of the opinion that they need to reduce their own sources that are targeting them first. Okay. So you, you're saying that you think people who might think they're being they're a targeted individual might be thinking they are, but they're really not. It's just the the radiation that's kind of around everybody. In some situations, in some not situations. all. Right. Correct. Okay. In some situations. That makes sense. I just don't have enough education on the subject, and people who are targeted would just scream at me for making some of these statements, saying he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying in some situations, what I'm saying would be relevant, not all. Okay. The the Russian uh, embassy was commonly known to have targeted the U.S. embassy many years ago, giving 10 or 15 people cancer by experimenting with microwave targeting from one embassy. over. They were beaming it over to the U.S. embassy. This is a known fact. Yikes. That's, that's targeting. Yeah. So it's been around for a while. Whew. Wow. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to end on this dark note. We were li- we were a little a little while ago. We were a little bit more upbeat in terms of finding <laughs> a, a relative uh, solutions and whatnot. Uh, so I don't know. Just to just to end on a more upbeat note, relative solutions reduce your exposure levels inside your own home or apartment. People say to me all the time, "Oh, well, it's coming from all my neighbors. It's all over the place. Why even bother?" Why bother is because because microwave radiation. Exposure is cumulative. That's okay. a big word. I sound intelligent. That must be four syllables. Cumulative. <laughs> that means it builds up over time. So does it matter if I reduce my exposure levels in my own home, even if it's coming from adjacent apartments? Yes. Okay. It matters. Good to know. So reduce your exposure levels if you can at work and mm-hmm. definitely in your own home. Yeah. Get that cell phone. Get that cell phone out. Push on the settings button, disable Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cellular data, and location, and carry it safely. 
Yeah. If, if someone needs to update apps or use, listen to music to use the Bluetooth or wants to get online, fine, you know, enable the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. That it's, don't just give up on it. Like make the little changes oh. and stuff to, yes. to reduce it. And I mean, there is probably, it probably hasn't been studied enough or there isn't really a, everybody's different, but there is, there must be some sort of, um, natural immunity that we have to it or some level that's, you know, okay to, to be with, you're not going to see like really negative effects and maybe you can get down to those kind of levels. Um, yeah, we, we don't know yet. Yeah. That's, that's, what's a little frightening. We, we don't know if we're going to evolve fast enough. We didn't evolve on the planet with man-made pulsed modulated microwave radiation. It's just around in, I don't know, I don't know what it is, the last 50 years, 40 years, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But we didn't evolve inside of this milieu, inside of this environment. Yeah. So we don't know if we're going to evolve, but I can tell you for a fact, this is the next tobacco issue. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you don't remember, well, I barely remember, because I was too young. You definitely don't remember, but doctors used to be on TV telling people it was safe to smoke. Yep. It's helpful. They used to get paid for that. Well, this wireless radiation issue is the next tobacco issue. (laughs) Crazy. Cool. Well, man, Neil, that was good. We talked for almost an hour and a half. That was fun. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. It's it's very interesting. I'm glad you could. We learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on and sharing all this stuff. Um, so again, let's just hit up everybody with where, you know, your, your websites and your YouTube page and, and give everybody all that stuff too. On YouTube, uh, what I think are really educational videos, very simple, very easy to watch, uh, EMF safety zone. Okay. Three words, EMF safety zone. My nonprofit website is emfsafe.org. If people, uh, there are lots of uh, resources there as well. Mm-hmm. Free resources. Um, if people are interested in the shielding hats and meters and other products, uh, emfsafetyzone.com. Cool. Perfect. I'll, I'll throw links to all that stuff down there in the show notes too. So people yeah, can click on that you. stuff easy. Yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah. Thanks again, Neil. Appreciate it. Have a good uh, rest of your day. All right. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Sure thing. Hey, guys. Travis is here again. Um, So the podcast is over. It's done. So you can just leave right now. So don't worry about it. But I just had a couple things I wanted to mention and say to you guys. So first of all, thanks for listening to the episode or watching the episode. Super appreciate that. Um, If you want to connect with me or in in the podcast, uh, we're on, we have a website. It's called curiosityness.com. Curiosityness is C U. R-I-O-S-I-T-Y-N-E-S-S. Kind of weird. Um, but that's what it is. Curiositynest.com. Uh, you can go there. We have an Instagram. Instagram.com slash podcast. So not just curiositynest for the username. Uh, I'm on Instagram as TravDeRose. T-R-A-V-D-E-R-O-S-E. If you want to find just me. Um, oh, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash curiosityness or on YouTube. Uh, I think just go to YouTube and search curiosityness and we'll pop up. 
I don't think we have a URL for that one. Sorry. Oh, and we have a, I have an email address, Travis at curiosityness.com. So if you want to email me, you know, give me your thoughts on the show, suggestions, tips, uh, maybe like a suggestion for a new, for a guest who could come on, maybe yourself or somebody that you know who might be interested or, or you would like to hear on the podcast. Let me know about that stuff. I, I would love to hear that. Um, Oh, and then if you could leave a review, too, for the podcast, that would be super appreciated. Uh, the reviews in, like, in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, wherever you're listening to this, super help. Um, just drop, like, a star, whatever star review. I won't tell you to do five, but it'd be nice. Uh, so drop a review. You can write a review even, too, if you want. That would be even better. Um, but that's about it. So thanks again for watching. I super appreciate you, you know, listening to the whole show and staying here. Um, and yeah, thanks again. Have a good day. Bye-bye.